what is the difference between a high-performing man and a man who stopped seeing growth in his life somewhere along the way, somewhere in his journey, just stopped developing? What is and is there one thing that's responsible, that serves as the barrier to stopping all growth in our lives? And if we can identify the barrier that stops growth, can we gain a key that will accelerate and unlock growth for us? Well, I believe we can. And in today's episode, I'm going to hand you a key that I found in scripture that I believe is responsible for unlocking and also accelerating growth in our lives. Let's get into it. This is Raising the Standard, Leadership, Mindset, and Development for the Ambitious Christian Man. Identify, unlock, and access spiritual secrets and strategies grounded in biblical truth so you can run your race and maximize your impact and influence. It's time to lead yourself, your family, and your world. Let's get after it. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Raising the Standard. Guys, I am obsessed with growth and you should be as well because growth is God's goal. I'm going to challenge you right now that if you're not seeing growth in your life, that you're not fulfilling the will of God for you because God's will is for us to grow. And even if we look in the natural world, which is a mirror image, a pale mirror image of the spiritual realm, we see the rule in the earth, the rule with organic properties is that there's growth. There's growth with human beings, there's growth with plants, there's growth with animal life, and there should be growth in our spiritual life as well. Now, I found something that I want to share with you, and I actually came across this years ago as I was reading through the entire Bible. And if you read through the entire Bible, and it, right now, if you haven't, that's fine. If you have read large portions of Scripture, I want to see if you're going to sync with what I say today, because I started seeing a theme in Scripture that I just couldn't shake. I couldn't unsee it once I saw it. And when I saw this theme, it gave me so much insight into what God values and what he's attracted to. And you heard me right. I believe there's certain attributes and characteristics that we can exhibit, that we can practice, that we can demonstrate, that we can walk out. And the people that exhibit these are the people that attract God's favor and God's presence into their life. So who wouldn't want that? If you knew there was something specific that God is attracted to in the lives of men, you would want to know it. So I want to read you briefly two verses right now out of Isaiah 66. This is verse one and two, and this is going to give us a really vital piece of information into what the Lord is attracted to. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where then is a house that you can build for me? And where will my resting place be? For all these things my hand has made. So all these things came into being by me and for me, declares the Lord. But to this one, I will look graciously to him who is humble and contrite in spirit and who reverently trembles at my word and honors my commands. Guys, that is a standout word. God is looking in this scripture for the place that he will call his home. What will be his habitation, his resting place? And his eyes are roaming the earth and he's looking for the man or for the woman who is humble and contrite in spirit. Someone who exhibits this lowliness in their attitude this is a value that God has. We're going to see it all through scripture and he's attracted to it. So I'm going to make the statement right now that meekness is the path. Meekness is the key. And I want to further elaborate this just a little bit here, guys, to show this to you, because who inherits the earth? It's the meek. 
Now, when you think about inheriting the earth, that is a ruling scripture. So if you want to rule and you want to reign, well, you don't get it the way the world gets it by hustling and climbing and fighting to get to the front of the line. It's the first shall be last and the last shall be first. So God is obsessed. He values and he's looking for this meekness and this humility in us as men. And if we think about this in the plan of God, when Jesus enters the earth, he enters as the lamb. He's known as the lion and the lamb, but primarily in his first advent, we see him show up as the lamb. He shows up in total humility, in total meekness. And yes, we get some glimpses into his lion nature, but he is primarily the lamb when he shows up the first time. When he returns at his second coming, you will see the lion nature of Jesus. But primarily what we see in scripture is the lamb nature who is sacrificed for us. And this lamb nature that he exhibits, it's meek. In the standard, I have an entire chapter devoted to Jesus being meek. And I define meekness this way in the book. I say that meekness is best described as power under control. He's strong, he's dangerous, he can exhibit, he can wield, he can use power, but he chooses not to. He chooses a path of restraint, and that is one way you can exhibit being meek. So meekness is not weakness. Now, I wanna expand that definition a little bit further because I believe this is a big word. There's a lot of fullness and value in this word and this concept of being meek that I wanna take just a little bit further. Throughout the Bible, we see that God has many promises for the meek. And in Psalm 25 verse nine, David writes, the meek he will guide in justice and the meek he will teach his way. So guys, there's a key right there. I want you to think of meekness as being teachable. Whenever you hear the word meek, I want you to associate it with being teachable. Now, one of my favorite authors and someone I consider a father in the faith and a long distance mentor who I never met, but someday will, is T. Austin Sparks. And he writes about meekness. And I wanna give this quote here because he says it's the gateway to sonship. So Sparks says this, this is the way of sonship and meekness is just that you have no opinion of yourself and you have no self-sufficiency whatsoever. Wow, that's a powerful statement. No self-sufficiency? Like, guys, we're ambitious. We run after things. We hit targets. We're confident. But in the kingdom realm, self-sufficiency is not the answer. That's not what God calls us to do, operating in our own strength. Actually, if you want to go back and check out episode 25, I recorded an episode called You Are Too Strong, where I go deeper into this subject if you want to learn about how we operate out of our own strength. And that's not pleasing to God. And that's not how you live the Christian life in your own willpower and in your own strength. Sparks goes on to say that meekness is actually an attitude that you do not think you know and you do not think you can do it. No self-sufficiency. So approaching something God calls you to do, but not saying, hey, I've done this before. I'm going to kill it. I can crush this. That's the opposite of meekness. Meekness is this attitude of dependence. I'm dependent on God for me to do this according to the way that he's calling me to do this. So I want to give you one more example from scripture to associate meekness with teachability. And in Luke 10, we have the story of Martha and Mary. And if you remember this, guys, Martha is busy. She's cleaning, she's cooking, she's moving all around. She's taking care of all the stuff that needs to be taken care of, all the service activities. And Mary sits at Jesus's feet. She just wants to learn from him. She just wants to be with him. And Martha, it actually triggers Martha. Martha's upset because she thinks Mary should be helping her with all the stuff that needs to be done. 
But in this story, Mary is the one that stands out. Mary is the one that Jesus uses as an example. He actually says Mary has chosen the good part and it will not be taken away from her. So we see Mary is number one, she's teachable. Number two, she sees she has a need to be taught. So in this illustration that Jesus gives us, we see Jesus puts a premium on someone who's teachable, someone who can exhibit this quality of a learner who says, I need to be here. I need to learn. I need to sit at your feet. I need to hear what you have to say, and I need you to teach me. This is a tremendous thing. This is something that God values, and this is the start of sonship. And if you think about it as a natural and earthly father, what do we do with our sons and our daughters? We teach them. They have to be teachable. It's the path to becoming a son for you and I. So guys, I wanna wrap this up and I wanna give you a couple keys here because I promised you a key at the beginning. And this is what I wanna say to you is that the Lord will never place you in the fullness of your purpose until he has prepared you for it. So yes, we go through assignments, we go through these places where we learn, where he prepares us for the next thing, but you will not enter into the fullness of what God has for you to do until he prepares you. And that's always going to encompass our need to be teachable. So to have this attitude to be teachable, it requires something of us. It requires that we have a need. Because if you don't have a need and you think you know everything or you think you're good, you will not be teachable. You won't look to learn. You won't look to lean on the Lord. You won't look to lean on others. But when he calls you into a new place, he's always looking for that need. Are you needy from him? Are you needy of God where you need more? where you want to be teachable, where you have to hear from him, where you're so dependent on him, where you know the key to success in your mission is relying and depending upon him. So I remember when I came into a new position working as a trainer and I was responsible for training others, for training salespeople. One of the things that I got, I made the transition from sales representative to now I was becoming a trainer. It's a pretty big jump when you're in the world that I'm in and you're stepping into an entirely new side of the business, new skill sets, new identity that's needed. And one of the trainings, one of the things that my team did together is we read a book. It's a great book. It's by Marshall Goldsmith. It's called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And that principle is so true and it applies here. And I think this is an attitude that we all can adopt as we look to grow and get to the next level, whether that's your career, spiritually, and I believe it's all intertwined because where God places you is where he wants you. So our spiritual life was never meant to be divided from our secular life. So there is no secular sacred. We actually have a teaching on that as well, but everything we do should be viewed as one. And the premise of that book is that to go to the next level, you cannot rely on what got you to the first level. You can't go back and just keep going into the past and using the same tool set every single time and thinking you have all the skills to level up and play at the next level. That's not how it works. That's the whole premise of the book. What got you here is not going to get you to the next place you need to go. It's going to require a new set of tools. It's going to require a new attitude. It's going to require an upgrade in your operating system or your identity. And it's going to require that you are teachable. Because if you just show up to the next level and you're not teachable and you don't recognize that you have a need, that you have to develop something you've never walked in before, then you will not be teachable if you don't see that. So we must be teachable. So when you hear the word teachable, think about meekness. I need to be meek. I need to lower myself. I need to understand, unlock, and I need to learn something that I do not have right now. So back to where we started the show, guys, I'm gonna ask the question, what's the one thing 
that stops growth. And I said, if we can identify this, then we can identify an accelerator to growth. Well, the one thing that stops it is when you're not teachable, when you can no longer learn. And that means the one thing that can accelerate growth is being teachable, is being meek, is exhibiting the qualities and the values in your life, your character, and your conduct that actually attract God. So I'm gonna charge you with this. Abandon your need to know everything. Humble yourself, embrace being a learner, and be teachable. Being teachable requires that you are meek. Being teachable requires that you are hungry, and being teachable requires that you are humble. And remember, humility is a characteristic that God is always attracted to. Let's raise the standard. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If what you heard here today resonated with you and you want to fully step in to be the man that God created and called you to be, then I want to give you a free guide. It's called The Map, and you can get it at standard59.com. In The Map, I will give you 12 biblical strategies that every kingdom man pursuing biblical masculinity must honor. If you're ready to step off the sidelines and pursue the upward call, then get the map today at standard59.com. That's standard59.com. Hey, if there's a brother in your life that needs to hear this message, then share this show with them. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps get the message out there to more men. Until the next show, guys, let's raise the standard.